Hey, welcome to the Carol Remarks Podcast. My name is Carol, and this is where I host my remarks on glamour, pop culture, and front page news. Let's get right to it. Well, hello and good morning. Happy Tuesday. I hope you guys are doing well and great. Okay, apparently the president, let me rephrase that, Joe Biden is going over to Israel. Why? Why? Why is this feeble, old, senile, incompetent, stupid, buffoon, fool, asshat, bumbling, <sighs> idiot going over there to Israel? I understand we want to put up a front or a, um, a front. No, that's not right. We want to show support of Israel 100%. Yes, absolutely. United States is with Israel 100%. But I don't think Joe Biden needs to be going over to Israel right at this time, right at this moment. Uh, Israel was supposed to be starting their ground invasion, but it is being delayed for a couple of reasons. Number one, probably because Joe Biden is going over there. The other one now is because Iran is starting to rear their ugly little head about it. This headline from the New York Post is, Iran warns preemptive action against Israel expected in coming hours by resistance front. So, Iranian officials warned late Monday of possible preemptive action against Israel by the resistance front ahead of the Jewish nation's imminent ground invasion into Gaza. The resistance... Oh, gosh, scared me to death. The car just pulled up next to me. I thought a person was pulled... The shadow... Oh, anyway, sorry. I got distracted. Okay, it's just my co-worker pulling up beside me. But for a minute there, I, it was like a shadow coming up on the car, and I thought a person was coming up on me. But anyway, it's just my co-worker. Thank you. All right. The resistance front is capable of waging a long-term war with the enemy Israel. In the coming hours, we can expect a preemptive action by the resistance front. Iran Foreign Minister Hussein, oh my gosh, his last name. I'm Myra Badola. Okay, I'm going to try it again. <laughs> Amira Badoli. Okay, no, I can't do it. Uh, said in a live broadcast to state TV. I'm sorry, y'all. I am not good at this. <laughs> All right. Iran has denied any involvement in Hamas surprise attack on Israel on October 7th, which killed 1,400 people. However, Tehran has long backed Hamas and supported the plight of Palestinians since 1979. Yep. So we got that going on now. You can go finish reading that story. It's over there on my X feed, of course. So, I don't know what's going to happen. I am not a foreign foreign policy expert by any means. The only expert I'm in is my own life. And that's iffy at that. But, you know, you're going to hear all kinds of stuff on the news. And it's just sad and it's crazy. And I don't even know what to think about it. Except... That I 100, 200%, 1,000% support Israel. I am with Israel. I think they need to do what they need to do. And we need to shut up about it. We need to shut up about it and do nothing but support them. 
period, period. Anyway, we're going to move on to the next topic. Suspect, I'm sure you guys heard this late breaking news yesterday, late, late evening, or late afternoon, early evening. Suspected Brussels terrorist shot and killed by police after massive manhunt. I guess they found him and they shot him. Belgian police have fatally shot the suspected terrorist accused of gunning down two Swedish soccer fans on a Brussels street after a nationwide manhunt, according to reports. The perpetrator of the terrorist attack in Brussels has been identified and died. Interior Minister, oh my gosh, these names. I'm not, I, the interior minister said, you can go read his name over there if you want. I'm not going to try to attempt it. The 45-year-old Tunisian suspect was shot by law enforcement on Monday in a cafe in the Sherbeek neighborhood, not far from where the rampage had been carried out hours earlier. You saw this all play out on Twitter yesterday. You can go finish reading that story over there. This next one, though, is astonishing. Has nothing to do with foreign foreign affairs. This is the U.S. U.S. to appeal sentences of five Proud Boys in January 6th Capitol riot case. From what I understand, this is not the appeal to make it shorter from the defense. This is an appeal from the prosecution to get their sentences longer. From what I from what I understand from reading this, prison terms were among the longest for January 6th defendants, but far below government recommendations. The government filed notice Monday that it was appealing the sentences of the five members of the far-right Proud Boys group convicted in the January 6th attack. The second such unusual notice by federal prosecutors after a similar filing in July indicating they would challenge the punishments handed down to five members of the Oath Keepers for their role in the Capitol riot. In both cases, the prosecutors were not required to file any explanation for their initial notices, but both cases could reflect government dissatisfaction with the length of the sentences, even though the Proud Boys' former leader, Henry Enrique Tario received the longest sentence yet imposed for the January 6th Capitol riot, and three other members received more than 15 years in prison. You can go finish reading that one as well. It's a pretty long one. Seems like it's extensive. That might explain some things, but to me, that that is saying that the prosecution, the government, is filing an appeal to make their sentences longer. Yes. So you can go read that. That's over on my X-File as well. X-File. My X-Feed as well. All right. Here we go again with from Breitbart.News. I wrote about this, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago on the Victory Girls blog. It didn't get much of attention. But uh, here it is in the news again from Breitbart. Biden's HHS imposes gender identity pronoun mandate, mandate on employees. President Joe Biden's Department of Health and Human Services is ordering its employees to defy biological reality by referring to transgender coworkers by their preferred pronouns. Nope, I will not do it. If this comes to my house, I'm not doing it. They can fire me. I can always go find another job. 
the HHS, which employs a pro maybe they're just talking about the HHS, which employs approximately 80,000 people in the United States and abroad, imposed its new gender identity and non-discrimination guidance late last week, which outlines employees, employee rights and protections related to gender identity. Uh, so they're going to mandate these people and uh, mm -mm. all employees should be addressed by the names and pronouns they use to describe themselves. The HHS email reads, oh my gosh, mm -mm. Mm -mm. no, okay, I want to say clearly to every one of you who you are and who you know yourself to be is valid, Palm said. We want you to be your authentic self every day, regardless of your gender identity, sexual orientation, race, ethnicity, religion, and disability status. So this is from uh, the secretary, Andrea Palm. God help us all. While Palm did mention religion, Neither the video nor the email disclosed if the HHS plans on accommodating or exempting employees with religious objections to affirming transgender delusions. I'm going to tell you right now, they do not. They do not support that. In the article that I read a, a few weeks ago in doing my writing at the Victor Girls blog, I will go find that. I will go find that blog that I did and share it out on Twitter. So you can look at it and read it for yourself. This is a big old long article. You can go read that over there. All right. And that's really all I've got uh, for today. Let's see how long am I at right now for my thing, for my episode. Oh, perfect timing. All right. I need to come up with a question of the day. Okay. We have Halloween coming up later this month. I don't particularly care for the, the holiday. I mean, when my kids were growing up, we participated in it. I don't, I don't care for it. It's not a big deal to me. I know a lot of people love Halloween and love dressing up. I've dressed up before for Halloween as an adult. To me, it's like whatever. I know a lot of people on one extreme think it's a, you know, it's, it has to do with religion. I don't, I don't know. Okay. I know a lot of people don't celebrate it and that's fine too. I don't care either way. But my question is when you were growing up, did you do Halloween? And if so, what was your favorite costume that you ever did as a child? Uh, I think I was always a gypsy or a hobo or a pirate was, was mine. Because, you know, we did homemade, you know, we did homemade costumes when I was growing up. We didn't really, I don't remember going to buy a costume at the store. So, I was either a hobo or a pirate, or a something like that. So, I don't know that, that was, there were any of my favorite ones, but anyway, that's what my question of the day is. What was your favorite uh, Halloween costume as a child when growing up? Okay, that's it. I gotta go. Thanks for listening, y'all. Bye. What's that? Who pays your salary? What's that? Who pays? What's that? We're not a democracy!